0: From The Advocate Magazine, I'm Jeffrey Masters, and this is LGBTQ&A. Today, I'm talking to Arise Wanzer primarily about dating. She talks about not being interested in teaching trans 101 on dates, when to ask or not ask about surgeries when you're going out with someone, and also something that surprises me. Arise talks about trans women beginning to use Grindr to meet straight guys, and she describes Grindr as a really amazing tool for dating when you're trans. So that is coming up. Now, if you're going to be in New Orleans for Southern decadence over Labor Day weekend, we are doing another Big Queer Podfest live show. Food for Thought is going to be there. Ira Madison from Keep It is going to be there. Also, Jake Shears from the Scissor Sisters. It's going to be a lot of fun. That is on Saturday, September 1st at Three Keys at the Ace Hotel. There is a link in the show notes with all the info. And if you're going to be in New Orleans, I really cannot wait to see you there. And then I know that we know this, but I want to reiterate that this fall, it is critical that we vote and really talk about the issues that matter. And that is what GLAD's Amp Your Voice campaign is all about. GLAD is making it easier than ever to access the tools and the resources you need to vote and to make sure that your voice is heard. To learn more and take the pledge to vote, there is a link in the show notes, or you can go to Glad.org slash Amp Your Voice. All right, without further ado, here's Reese. So, your new web series is called Fish Tank. It is about the dating and sex lives of two trans women. And so in honor of that, we wanted to have a conversation centered primarily
1: on dating, which I'm really excited about. I'm really excited about it. I've written about dating for years, and I've been dating for longer. Yes. <laughs> like, I swear to God.
0: So tell me this. There's been a massive learning curve in the last three to four years about the understanding and awareness of trans people just in general. Have you seen that affected in your dating life?
1: Um, Actually, yes. I think people are a lot more open to dating trans women now that they understand like that they're women, like, uh, you know, just like anybody else, like we're people, we have flaws. Some of us are full pieces of crap. I'm finding that when I date people and they haven't uh, maybe experienced like Dating a trans person, they're a lot more open to it, and they have a lot more information than they used to have. These guys are coming correct with information, which I was not ready for. That's like, oh, do you, you know, the trans murder rate is actually blah blah blah. For hack, I'm like, what the fuck did you just say to me? <laughs> I'm like, how do you know that? Like, and did they do research before they like went out yeah, with you? Yeah, I think or? they do research before because I'm I'm kind of a ball buster because I'm like, have you dated trans women before? Because I don't do freshmen. Okay, like if, if I'm your first. I'm I'm not going to No, because you're already my last. No, I'm not doing freshman. You need to like, be kind of experienced because they ask so many stupid questions usually that I'm, I'm not a gender studies major. I'm not a teacher. I only know my experience. And if you want to date me as a person, you have to date me as a person. If this is going to be like a trans 101 course for you and you're paying for dinner on it, I'm really not here for it. I'll buy my own fucking dinner.
0: Okay, that is fascinating because I was wondering how, many, how much de- definitions and like defining you how to do. So you just don't.
1: I don't do it you have to do your own fucking research we all have google i learned about myself online uh in what 2007 like i was like it was a long time ago when i came out and um so like i'm, a, I'm like a veteran trans girl so i'm not here to answer your 101 questions like so um so what is what does it mean to be transgender? I'm like, oh, absolutely not. And I get that question a lot from guys who are definitely interested, but they're kind of afraid to ask questions, and they want me to explain it to them. And I'm not that bitch. I could not be less that bitch. I'm not going to do it. I'm like, no, I had a show. <laughs> look, I had a show on TV. You can go and watch that and educate yourself. No, like there's so many things. There's so many resources now that there's no excuse to be ignorant to anyone's plight or anyone's experience. You can literally look it up online in an, an afternoon.
0: So if every guy knows that you are trans when you go on a date with him, when do you disclose
1: if they don't know? Oh, no, 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 no. You do not go on a date with a guy unless you disclose because that is how you end up chopped up on a trunk in Jersey. I've been saying this for years. If you don't disclose, you're putting yourself at risk for whatever feelings that are going to erupt in this person and men hello they don't have the best track record of keeping it together (laughs) you know when they're going off or something like that's how fights erupt like you never hear about like all lady fight at a bar i'm sorry that's just real (laughs) like that's real and a lot of the violence against
0: trans people is intimate partner violence
1: yeah exactly so it could be an intimate partner violence when you're on a date and you're maybe not in public guess what happens like he could start reacting or like there's so many cases where they'll be out with their friends and then they'll see you in public and then they bash the girl with their friends. And that happened in New York, uh, I think to Elan Nettles, yeah. where it turns out like one of the guys is actually talking to one of the girls or something. It was a big mess. And I'm like, this is messy.
0: And it's like that, and that guy in the Elon Nettles case, he was okay, it seems, dating a trans person, but it was only not okay when his friends found out exactly. that she was trans.
1: Exactly. So we're still on, we're still breaking through to that frontier of being introduced to the friend group, of being introduced to family members. Like, so when you get there, it's like, don't let him go, girl, <laughs> because he is not going anywhere. Like, he's so secure with himself and he sounds great. Oh my God, diamond in the rough. That's what they are. So, if you are approached by a guy in a bar, wait. I'm saying guys.
0: I don't even know actually who
1: you're. Oh, yeah, to. I date guys. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I date trans guys, guy guys. Great. Yeah, I don't know. All men. I know. Yeah. So,
0: if you're tra- uh, approached by a guy in a bar, are you make it pretty clear right away that you're trans?
1: Oh, um, the thing is, if I'm at a bar, it's a gay bar. If you don't know that I'm trans, I'm six foot four in heels. Like, if you don't know that I'm trans, I don't know where you're from. Maybe Iowa, where they feed girls corn and they get this tall. But, like, <laughs> that's just t bitch. Like, I went to Neiman Marcus to get this doll. So, I'm just saying, if you don't know I'm trans and I'm at a gay bar with all my gays, like, and I I don't know, I'm, I'm being pretty overt out there. Like, I'm gotcha. dressed pretty crazy because I'm going to get away with it. No one's supposed to be hitting on me. So, if you do... That's, I'm being uh, caught off guard because I'm not expecting for anyone to hit on me in that environment. Oh, I see. Is it ever appropriate to ask somebody if they are trans just Mm -hmm. in life? I think it depends on the person because if someone asked me if I was trans, I'm 31. So I'm like, I've been around the block. So I'm like, oh my God, that's so nice of you to not clock me right away, (laughs) like to have to ask. But like, uh, no one's ever had to ask. I'm usually pretty out and loud about it. Because it's the elephant in the room that no one ever wants to talk about. I'll, I'll bring it up first. I don't care. Just because I don't want to talk about it either.
0: Oh, just to get it out of the way.
1: Yeah. Like, I'm actually, like, a funny, interesting person with, like, accolades. Like, this is the one of the least interesting things about me is that I'm trans.
0: I feel like, like, so many people have questions about, like, the private parts of trans people. And they know that that's not appropriate to ask. And yet, when we are talking about dating, like, that is an inappropriate scenario.
1: The thing is, it is appropriate, but it's also... Like, I don't disclose anything surgical, like, surgically related, you know, private part related, until I decide that I like you. Because this is a two-way street. Like, it's not about you being attracted to me. I have to be attracted to you, too. Like, I might not want to see your private parts after this date because you're a stupid ass. You know, like, I don't care. Like, can we get to know each other first? Call me old-fashioned. But I don't have to sleep with you because you bought me dinner. <laughs> I'm worth more than thirty-five dollars. Okay, <laughs> I'm just saying. The cheap dinner, actually, <laughs> that's yeah, no drinks, right? Right. I know that means you know that was just all drinks for me. But anyway,
0: if someone's dating you, I don't want to say all trans people. If someone's dating you, you will disclose when you feel appropriate. They don't need to worry about asking.
1: Yeah. No. Yeah. I will absolutely tell you what's going on between my legs when. I feel like we could get there. But if you're still working to get there, honey, none of us are getting out of this alive. Like, life is fun. Let's have a good time. Don't take yourself so seriously. I don't take myself that seriously. So if you're going to be so serious about this subject that I don't ever think about, uh, because it's not something I think about. I don't wake up every morning thinking, oh, God, I'm trans. (laughs) God, woe is I'm brushing me. brushing my trans teeth. Right? I'm like, God, I'm so trans today. I hope I look trans or I hope I don't look trans. I, I genuinely don't care. I'm like, I look like a 12-year-old boy because I'm going to the store and I'm not putting on hair. A <laughs> like, like
0: four, 12-year-old boy.
1: Right? Yeah. I'm just like, I don't care. I don't care. I'm secure enough in my femininity <laughs> that I don't care what you think of me when I walk down the street?
0: I mean, I guess I wonder though if you're on a date with somebody, is there value at like disclosing like what is in your pants just so they can get over it and like move on with the conversation? The thing is,
1: uh, you're not over it. Like you're you're never gonna get over it because you're so hung up on it. Oh. Like get off my nuts, bruh. <laughs> like literally. <laughs> like come on, because you're thinking about it so hard. It's just like me obsessing over a guy's dick size. Like, oh, my God, I really hope it's more than five inches. <sighs> if it's not more than five inches, I just want to go home now. Uh, should I ask him? Should I ask him now? Should I ask him at the end of the date? how big are you like is that this isn't a grinder hookup honey this is a date like if we're on a full-on date you don't need to know these questions until you realize you want to be intimate with this person i haven't decided that just because we agreed to a date
0: that's a great point
1: yeah like you cannot ask how big someone's vagina is either (laughs) like so like what's the depth on you girl like is it like six inches three inches (laughs) like there's things you just don't ask on a date it's like mm, it wasn't important to you to go on the date so it shouldn't be important to you on the date
0: Guy Branham was on here a couple of weeks ago talking about dating and he said that he has not had a problem finding men to have sex with, but he's had a lot more challenges finding men who want to date him. Have you seen a separation like that? Oh in your absolutely.
1: Life? We're very much um a plaything or an experience. Nobody ever wants to keep the trans person like we're not we're not a prize to be won. We're not seen taking uh, we're not taken seriously as a partner or as a or as like, you know, just a lover in general. It's like, you're just, you're like really great for an experience or a story. You aren't taken like, no one sees you as like a family figure or someone that could um, acclimate into their actual lives and fit in. Because they have business dinners. They have, some people go yachting. Some people, like, you know, some people have these lives that they just don't see a trans person. And because they don't, and that I blame the media. Because you don't put trans people in these spots. I was an equestrian for five years. I can see myself at a fucking anything you know so i just don't but they don't put me there because you know they're not comfortable with it and it's not they're not they've never seen it before and so if they've never seen it before they can't put you there and so they don't put you in their real lives
0: they're not comfortable navigating you into like just normal just normal shit
1: yeah it's just like when you get stared at at like trader joe's no but i mean like at a random situation where uh, someone stares at me because i've got on like five inch heels and i needed grapes today i'm like honey you need to turn on a fucking television. Like, I'm your first trans person you've ever seen in person? That's really pathetic.
0: And I guess I wonder then, like, what is the line between men being attracted to trans women and men, like, fetishizing you?
1: Oh, honey, it's a thin line. But um, the fetishization comes from, um, it's more of like a lack of listening and a lack of understanding because they just want what they saw on Pornhub. Which means as soon as you, like, they these guys get so turned off by me, as soon as they find out I have opinions, that I'm political, as soon as they find out that I'm, like, mouthy, and I, I'm not going to stop joking, <laughs> like, I, all I do is joke all day, they hate it. They want a blow-up doll that shuts the fuck up, that they can just sort of control and keep. Like a partner, like a partner wants to cherish the person they're with. A chaser, like a tranny chaser is what we call them. I know. I know. I use the word tranny because I'm old. I don't care. I can change. Okay. Like I use it loosely. But what I learned when I was 19 and I came out was they were called tranny chasers. Is these guys who fetishize you and they don't listen to a fucking thing you're saying. They're just like, God, you're so beautiful. Oh, my God. Like if you need... Um, you know, a sponsor, if you need um, any help, you know, like paying your bills or anything, like, I got you, I got you, just, you know, be my girl, though. And they want to keep you on a shelf, but they'll never, you don't int- You don't get introduced to their friends, their family, nothing. You're literally just a shiny toy for them. And they love it. They love the shiny toy. And a lot of them date trans women exclusively, which is the funny part, but they would never just be with one because it's so shameful. Or at least it was. You know, we're breaking that barrier now. Very slowly. Slowly. But it, but it's beginning.
0: Yeah, like I hope now. it happens while
1: I'm still attractive. I've got like six good years left on me. <laughs> we'll send the call out now. <laughs> right? Help! Help! Also, still pay my bills. <laughs> <But> <laughs> Sponsor me, but also in public. <laughs> exactly. Sponsor me in public. Okay. so
0: how how do you how do you meet people normally are you using apps and like dating
1: um yeah dating apps dating apps just like everybody else um i meet people organically from time to time but people are so flaky these days you almost need a dating app to get it like a lockdown because you meet someone like in a bar you never end up meeting that person again or you get lost in communication or they start dating someone else and it's a small community so you know that girl anyway but uh, it happens. It absolutely happens. But, um, yeah, I don't think dating is hard. It's finding a connection that's hard.
0: And that's a, not a trans thing. It's not a trans <laughs> it's thing. A it's everybody.
1: Thing. Yeah, it's literally everybody. Like, people that understand you are hard to find, especially if you want to keep them and sleep with them.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I see trans women on Grindr. Do you use Grindr at
1: all? Oh, I absolutely use Grindr. Oh, I really? love Grindr. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Grinder is like the new frontier for trans women because it just got trans inclusive and friendly. So now, like, oh my God, some of the hottest guys are on there, but they're saying the stupidest shit. So I haven't really done much, but I, I'm sort of seeing someone now from there. Oh, interesting. And he's a college football player. Yeah, fine. And so, it, how does he identify, like, sexuality wise? He's heterosexual, but he. But he was on Grindr? Yeah, no, there's a bunch of hetero guys on Grindr looking for trans women now. They created a whole new market. Oh, I did not know that. Yes, like, oh my god, and they're so rude about it, because my gays are telling me. They're like, oh my god, I went to hit on this guy, and he's like, hey, bro, it says only trans on my thing. No dudes. And I'm like, oh, that's so respectful. They didn't call me a dude. (laughs) I'm taking the compliment, and really, it's just, it's very, like, overt. It's still Grindr. Like, it's still kind of dicey. Like, you have to sift through
0: and is that kind of becoming a norm, I guess? Like there's more and more trans women
1: on there are straight men? So many a yeah, trans women and straight men, you just uh you list under your tribes trans and then you're gonna find trans attracted men, trans uh trans men, you know, uh, but a lot of cis hetero dudes who are looking for trans women. That's amazing. It's amazing. It's literally like Grinder was not for me just a year ago. And so to sign on now, I'm like, God, I'm so glad I'm single now. This is great. (laughs) I get to see all of my
0: options. (laughs) That takes care of a lot of like safety issues.
1: Yeah, no, it really does because they know what they're getting themselves into. They like, you know, that these women are trans. So just because Tinder, ugh, like you have to, I put it in like the first part of my bio because you can't click trans. Like they say that they got more inclusive. They did not. I'm sorry. Because people would hit me up and be like, oh, man, if you weren't trans, you'd be so hot. I'm like, no, I'm still so hot. I'm just trans, stupid. You just can't have any. Why does someone not think that that's a huge insult? It's a huge insult. I'm like, mm, it's just like, you're pretty for a black girl. I'm like, or she's just pretty. <laughs> yeah. Like, did you ever think of that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. is based on societal norms. It has nothing to do with color or race.
0: What else is in your bio? Wait, can we see one of your profiles?
1: Uh, I'd have to get up and <laughs> <hold> Yes. <back. laughs> okay. Okay. You know you got to sell it with your best photo. Okay, we're going to show you my grinder profile.
0: (laughs) Okay, so we see a picture of Aris holding a phone and a champagne glass. (laughs)
1: Yes, it's very accurate to my real life. Like, by the way, this will not be a cheap date.
0: Six foot trans woman, she hers. Oh, you have no profile, though, of like, you've Hmm. written nothing.
1: Because I need you to ask me questions. Because when you start, the thing is, I don't like a lot of what you're looking for like oh, oh it's a preference it's a preference i don't have a preference you need to be respectful i need to be attracted to you and you need to come correct because i could write whatever i want in my bio and you could still approach me like hey you looking to fuck and it's like oh jesus well
0: i was thinking if you write things in your in bio people have conversation starters for you if you say like oh i'm obsessed with this podcast lgbtq a then the yeah. guy is like oh my god i love podcasts i can absolutely I hear that, that now. post is so single <laughs> 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 okay. um interesting
1: so what was like the last great date you went on? Um, last great date, last great date, last great date. This one guy took me to Nobu and um, he, was, he was at the firm Sachi and Sachi He's in advertising. Super cute, super nice guy. So you like a nicer restaurant? Yeah, no, but I think that's what I'm selling in my photo, right? Like, it looks like I'm going to cost you. Like, it's like, mm, I don't think I can take her to Shakey's. <laughs> yeah. That's a great point. I'm not going to Shakey's. <laughs> I wonder if there are so many
0: safety concerns we talked about being trans and like there's a lot of violence against trans women and there's legislation against trans people Mm -hmm. and those are all such serious things i think it's good that we like have people in the media like you who are like listen being trans is fun and i can still make jokes and laugh
1: yeah we need that dichotomy yeah like i don't go home and take off my makeup while i'm crying like This is a lie. No, I'm mad because I didn't go somewhere else and get someone else to look at me. <laughs> okay. But I'm not crying. I'm like, I'm, you just take off your makeup like everybody else. You're like, as soon as I walk in the house, I swear to God, I t- I just, I like disrobe. And like, I usually don't take my makeup off until like the last minute because someone might call. It's usually my friend Robert. Um, Prince Charming, if you name, name drop, name drop. No, but... um. My, friends, uh, my friend Robert will call and be like, hey, girl, do you want to do dinner? And I'm like, oh, perfect. My face is already beat. I'll be right there. And I can just change outfits, freshen up a little bit. But, you know, I just, we're like regular fucking people. And, yeah, like I am in the media really spouting that because it's so fucking serious. I'm like, Jesus, did he let Ledger die for nothing? Why so serious? I'm serious. Everyone's so caught up on these labels and titles and cisgender transgender this and that and I think yes they're necessary to identify self-identify you know understand what it is but it doesn't have to be the only fucking conversation I'm so sick of talking about it like I want to talk about like my dreams my aspirations uh, where I get these great clothes at a bargain you know like I'd love to talk about shit like that I don't want to talk about trans stuff all the time it's really boring And
0: you've been doing stand-up comedy. Like, you want to have fun. Oh, my (laughs) God, yes.
1: Yes, exactly. And I make fun of a lot of trans stuff in in stand-up comedy. I make fun of myself a lot. Like, if you can't make fun of yourself, you should not be a stand-up comic.
0: Like, what are you making fun of?
1: Um, I make fun of, God, I make fun of, like, my financial situation because I'm, I'm a model. So it's shaky as fuck. Like, it's so, like, you're just like, oof. Like, you're like, oh, we're going to do a weekend in uh, Palm Springs. I'm like, not me, bitch. I have uh, I have to pay my car insurance. <laughs> like, I can't do that. You know, like, uh, because, you know, this job didn't pay in the 30 days it said it would. Because that's literally what entertainment industry is. You're just waiting on checks over and over. And that's why you have to keep working. And so, but I love it. I love this industry. It's just, I can't do that trip to Dubai with you guys because I don't have that kind of sugar daddy. I have a splendid daddy. Okay. It's like paycheck to paycheck. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> With
0: traveling so much, do you see a difference in how trans people are accepted in different locations?
1: Uh, Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Like uh, I was talking to this guy in Canada and he was again, he's like the diamond in the rough thing I was talking about where he has two trans aunts like on either side of the family. And one's like a professor at Princeton. I hope I'm not outing her right now. But um, and they're like happily married. But he said in Canada, it's not a huge deal. Like in Toronto, where he's from. He's like, he's like, I could date you here. And I have friends that would know that. I'm like, that's so weird. And this is just like a fan, like in my DMs. He's like, oh my God, if you live closer, I would absolutely ask you on a date. I'm like, that's so cute, honey. Your family would maim me. And he's like, no, not at all. My, I have two trans aunts. I'm like, oh my God, I should move. <laughs> I'm like I could, I could be a regular fucking wife somewhere. You know, that's not what I want. I want to be a star. I want to be a star, damn it. But what about different parts of America? Different parts of America, absolutely. I've only lived in major cities. I grew up in Woodbridge, Virginia, which is like right outside of DC. So, DC's, you know, a little more accepting. I don't know since there's a gross White House right now. Um, but when I was there, back in my day, DC was accepting of, you know, colored people and trans people. <laughs> yeah, not, maybe not anymore. Anyway, and I, after. I turned 18. I moved to Miami where I went to college. And that's when I came out as trans because there were so many trans women in Miami. They run that city. You do, you, if you don't think you've seen a trans person, honey, go to Miami, stand around for 20 minutes. you see 19 trans women.
0: I've never heard that about and Miami. They,
1: yeah, they all look like Sofia Vergara. Like, some are pushing strollers. They're like, hey. I'm like, hey, girl. I'm like, damn, it's fabulous. And so I felt so confident to be myself down there because I was like, oh, my God, this is it's not a bad word here. They're like, oh, yeah, she's trans. Oh, yeah, she's trans, too. Oh, yeah. No, they're all trans. I'm like, oh, my God, this is amazing. It was like a trans mecca. And so I just started to fit in there. It was great. And I lived there for five years. It was hard to let go. And then I moved to New York City, and it was pretty accepted there, like, aside from the hate crimes we keep hearing about. But, like, when you go to the neighborhoods and safe spaces, we always have our safe spaces in major cities. And so I stick to the safe spaces. Like, I'm always in West Hollywood. That's like, when you ask me the bar question, I don't go to straight bars. That's dangerous. It's dangerous for a cis girl, like a cis hetero girl to be in a straight bar.
0: I'm glad to hear that you feel comfortable in gay bars because a lot of trans people don't.
1: Yeah, no, I I think trans people need to give the gays another chance because all of my friends are gay. Like, all of them. Yeah, it's why I look so great. Some do my hair, some do my makeup. It's great. All my
0: friends are gay too. <laughs>
1: right? Hey. No, but um, I think they need to give gays another chance because I think maybe they went off first impressions of how they were treated. But um, I've always had a big group of gay friends because they never judged me. They never like cared. Uh, they were never competing for the men I was after <laughs> because it's just a different market. But um, yeah, I have a lot of gay male friends and they're all super nice, super supportive and Welcoming of trans women. I think they should, like, I don't know, trans people got to give gays a chance. Like, we're all a big community. The whole world's out to get us. We have to stick together.
0: All LGBTQ. All of us, yes. I even agree. the
1: bi's. Yes, you got to stick together. Oh, well, that's not real. You know <laughs> that. You know that. Please. <laughs> For all the bi people out there, I am a great segue. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And don't at me. I'm just kidding. Yeah. (laughs) How does your fame affect things? Being like a well-known trans person?
1: I think if you blame not being able to date on being famous, you're weak as fuck. I'm sorry. Like you're a loser because you're standing behind something. Dating is hard for everybody. Stop playing a victim. Like you're used to playing a victim and that's why you're going to stand behind that. If you blame fame on the reason you're not dating, honey, I have been so famous dating everybody. Like, it's part of my persona. I date a bunch of dudes. Like, I date a bunch of dudes at once. I date the best dudes. I date male supermodels. I'm saying, I date. And a, me being famous does not block me from dating. Yeah. You're blocking you from dating. Honey, it's not them. It's you. Do you find it easier
0: to date trans people because you have a shared experience? Oh, my
1: God. You know what? It is. I was actually, Um, everyone knows who my ex is. I can just say it. I, I dated Laith, Ashley. We all know this. Um, It's public fucking information. Um... But it was actually really easy dating him because I didn't have to explain anything about being trans. And if someone was rude to me or nasty to me, he wasn't insecure about it. He was pretty on like he was super he would come defend my honor. He was a great guy. Like he was great. Like he was really good at that because no one's ever going to clock late. And he knew that, like he had his passing privilege and you're not going to say, that's a girl. It's like, no, the fuck it's not. <laughs> like, you're no, also it's not, not
0: going to pick a fight with him.
1: <laughs> exactly. No. So I'm like, good luck. I have a walking bodyguard with me. So if you want to fight, I've, I'll fight, but I'm not fighting with my arms. I don't care. You know, so if people were clocking me or people disrespected me or if people misgendered me on purpose, which people did, um, right in front of him, he would correct them or come to my defense and they don't question what a man's saying. Whereas it's really just an attack on femme bodies. It's an attack on femininity. Uh, people hate feminine people. Like, the, people hate women. Like, America hates women. And so that's why people, they attack bottoms, because it's femme. It, it is, it's associated with being feminine. And so they make fun of bottoms like they don't fuck them. Like, you hear tops like, huh, you fucking bottom. I'm like, um, don't you need them to get off? Are you stupid? They hold the real power. Actually, the people who hold the real power are the gays who can host. Let's really talk, okay? Because it doesn't matter if you're a top or a bottom. If you can't host, you're fucking useless. <laughs> I'm coming for you, hoes. Anyway.
0: Uh, speaking of sex, how how has your relationship to sex changed? You said you're 31 in the last 10 oh, years. Um,
1: I don't want it at all. <laughs> oh, really? I've actually, I've been pretty, uh, it's funny, I date a lot. I don't have sex with anybody. That's the funny part. I have not had sex in maybe eight months, eight or nine months or something. I'd have to really go back and count. I think it was February. But um, yeah, because I believe in sex karma and sex energy. And when I started withholding myself, like it's like self-preservation, I started to get everything I wanted because I was only focused on my goals, hopes, dreams, aspirations, and I wasn't letting boys distract me. You guys are playthings who buy me stuff. I'm not having sex with you. You can work to get there, but you're going to be working real hard, bitch, because I keep getting what I want. And it's not very compelling for me to give you what you want if I keep getting what I want. So I don't want to sleep with anybody now. Did you make that up, sex karma? No, I I definitely did not. You can absolutely Google it. Uh, It's about like your chakras. And a lot of people's chakras are blocked in their sexual energy field and they keep having useless, empty sex with all these people and they can't figure out why they're so unhappy with their lives because you blocked it because you keep releasing on nobody. And so you're getting all of their energy because sex is an energy exchange. And so I'll even ask guys before we do anything. I'm like, so have you been feeling like lucky? Do you like your job? Do you love your life? No, because I need to know if you're a fucking loser and you hate your life and you don't have any friends, you're a walking red flag. I don't want any of that in my energy field. We can go on a date, but I don't want to exchange any energy with you. You're unlucky and you need to go heal yourself from the inside because I'm not going to help you.
0: That is fascinating. Also, you saying you've not had sex in eight months, I think is not an uncommon thing for an adult. I think it's just uncommon to say that. I think people are afraid to talk about that.
1: I'm not embarrassed because it's a choice. (laughs) I could be having sex with like nine niggas right now. Um... Of all different colors. I use the word niggas loosely. (laughs) But I'm from Virginia. Sorry, I'm black also. I'm allowed to say whatever I want, just to preface if anyone's wondering. 100% by the way. Anyway, so I'm, I'm just saying I could be having sex right now, but I'd rather be on an interview excelling my career. You just start to put your priorities in different spots and sex is not a priority for me because I've had it already. I've had great sex already. I've had bad sex already. Breaking news. I've had butt sex already. No, so I'm just saying, like, I've had all types of sex. I don't need, I don't need to have sex. I don't. I don't. And so until you're going to offer me something that I can't do for myself, I don't understand why I need you. So tell me this. How many times have you been properly in love? Oh. Oh, that's rough. Uh... Properly in love, I'm trying to remember. I was in love uh, with this one boy I, d- I dated, he was an Argentinian Jewish boy named Brian. And uh, that was in New York, I think it was my first big love because I was totally in love with him. He said all the right things. And then the second was the love of my life, which would be Lathe Ashley. I can comfortably say he's the love of my life. I've never loved someone that much in my life. And uh, I don't know if I ever will, but we weren't ready for each other. And that's the honest truth. We weren't ready for each other. And, you know, I've got growing to do... Because it's not always someone else. You have to recognize your own toxic shit. And so I've got growing to do... Yeah, I'm not ready to be someone's girlfriend right now. Like, I'm not there career-wise. That's a really
0: strong thing to say, the love of your life, about somebody that you're no longer with. Do you... Like, believe in multiple loves in your life?
1: Yeah. Okay. I think so. No, absolutely. I think there's, like, 7 billion people in the world. If there's just one person for me, I'm in fucking trouble. Okay? (laughs) I would hope I'm compatible with at least, like, 12 or something. Like, this is a long life. Okay, good. Yeah. It's more optimistic. (laughs) Yeah, no, yeah. No, it's a long life. Yeah, no. So I think I've definitely experienced love. I've experienced great love. It's just, am I ready for that great love? And the answer is no, because I'm too busy focused on other things and it's never going to be you
0: it's very rational
1: i'm super fucking rational i have nothing else i'm the least emotional person you're ever going to meet i'm super fucking rational i'm like this doesn't make sense and it's not going to make sense ever and this is unfortunate but now it's time to say goodbye (laughs) (laughs) to all my old boyfriends (laughs) So the series that you have coming out, it's, or it's out
0: right now. It's, it's on Amazon out, Prime. It's out on
1: Amazon Prime, everybody. We've got distribution. Yes, I said
0: that it was about the dating lives of two trans women. You and Isis King play the roles. Yes. How, how would you other describe besides that, though, for people?
1: Um, okay, so Isis actually came up with the name Fish Tank. For cisgender hetero people, it's like an ocean to date. Like, you have so many options, so many different types of people uh, that you can choose from that are just going to accept you, love you, all that stuff. And then for gays, it's like a dating pool. Um, And for trans people, it's a fish tank, honey. And it is murky as fuck. (laughs) That is so funny. (laughs) Lots of bottom feeders in that fish tank. You know, it's always fun. It's always fun because I've seen so many of these indie films, so many uh, web series about, you know, the gay experience, the trans experience, the lesbian experience, where I'm like, I'm bored out of my goddamn mind. And it's not as accurate, whereas this is super accurate because all of the the dating um, on the show is based on true events. We are regular fucking people. I can't stress that enough, but it's a fun show. I love that. Thank you for being here and talking to us. Oh my God, absolutely. I feel like, did I miss anything? We're on Amazon Prime. Follow at Fishtank Series on Instagram. And that's our show. The web series that Arisa's is in is called Fish Tank, and
0: it is streaming on Amazon Prime right now. If you enjoyed the interview, please tell your friends and spread the word on social media also make sure you subscribe to the podcast when you subscribe and leave a comment it is one of the biggest ways you can help new people find our show and that is really a tremendous help so thank you for that i mentioned earlier but don't forget we're doing the big queer podfest in new orleans over labor day our lineup is amazing with food for thought ira madison jake shears that's september 1st at 6 p.m i hope to see you there We are broadcasting right now from The Advocate magazine studios in Los Angeles. The Advocate is the longest-running LGBT news magazine in the country. They were founded in 1967. Special thanks to The Advocate, to our partners at Panoply, to our old home AfterBuzz TV, Jason McMurdy, and everyone for listening. I'm Jeffrey Masters, and I'll see you next week.